Well, good morning, everybody. Um, I don't know whether you're having your breakfast, your first cup of tea, or your lunch, or your tea. But uh, as for me, I'm just having my first cup of coffee, and it's very nice. We're going to continue in our passage of Ephesians, and this morning it's chapter, uh, it's verse 17 of chapter 6, and it's the first part of verse 17. The sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. The sword is an essential part of a Roman soldier's armour. It was quite a, a short sword that they used, but it was very effective, and it was usually double-edged. The sword is an effective weapon for both defence and for attack, as is the Word of God. In Hebrews 4 verse 12, this is what we read. For the Word of God is alive and active, sharper than any double-edged sword. It penetrates even to dividing the soul and spirit, joints and marrow. It judges the thoughts and attitudes of the heart. When we come to Matthew chapter 10 verse 34, this is what Jesus said. Do not suppose that I have come to bring peace on earth. I do not come to bring peace, but a sword. We need to look at these two passages together, that one from Hebrews and the one from Matthews, and from them we learn that this sword penetrates the heart, and the result is life for those who believe, and it signals death to those who reject the power of the word and the power of the cross. We're going to look at two references from the book of Acts that demonstrate uh, both sides of this coin, really. Acts chapter 2, verse 37. And it says, Peter preached the word at Pentecost. When the people heard this, they were cut to the heart and said to Peter and the other apostles, Brothers, what shall we do? Well, Peter told them what they should do. And if they did what Peter said, and the words he'd been preaching, they would have brought life, eternal life. And our second little section is from Acts chapter 5, verse 33. And again, it's when Peter spoke, but Peter this time is speaking the words of the gospel in the presence of the Sanhedrin. And this is what we read there. When they heard this, they were furious and wanted to put them to death. So when they heard the word from Peter, not only did they have death in their hearts and wanted to kill them, they also brought death upon themselves by rejecting the gospel, the word, the sword of the spirit. We can move to the passage which is in Matthew's chapter, Matthew chapter 4, Mark chapter 1 and Luke chapter 4. And this is the occasion when Jesus was tempted in the wilderness by Satan. Jesus could have called a heavenly host to his defense, but he didn't. He used the same weapon that we have in our armory, the weapon that we can use when we are tempted, the word of God, the Bible. In Luke chapter 4, verse 4 and 8, we see that on that occasion, Jesus said to Satan, it is written. And each time he quoted the truth of scripture. 
and he shows Satan the truth of God's word. But then when you come to verse 9 and 10, Satan then takes God's word, he takes it out of context, and he says, for it is written. And he's trying to tempt Jesus to doubt God's word. In the same way that he caused Eve to doubt God's word back in Genesis chapter 3. And many will use that weapon of distorting or misquoting or taking out of context the word of God. So we must be careful. Satan uses lies and deception. He deliberately takes God's words out of their context and tries to use them to sow doubt and mistrust into the heart of the believer. And our defense is the truth of the Bible. And we see this demonstrated to us right the way through the New Testament in particular in Paul's letters and the other letters that we have in the New Testament. Revelation 1 verse 16. In his right hand he held seven stars, and coming out of his mouth was a sharp double-edged sword. His face was like the sun, shining in all its brilliance. That is a description of Jesus in Revelation chapter 1. So let's go to a very familiar verse, one that we know very well. It's 2 Timothy 3, verse 14 and 17. I always say a verse. Actually, it's more than one verse. It's a passage, but this is what it says. And this is Paul's advice to Timothy. And he's talking about this subject. But as for you, continue in what you have learned and have become convinced of, because you know those from whom you learned it. And how from infancy you have known the holy scriptures, which are able to make you wise for salvation through faith in Christ Jesus. All scripture is God-breathed and is useful for teaching, rebuking, correcting and training in righteousness. So the servant of God may be thoroughly equipped for every good work. So, a few thoughts for us this morning from our, our passage in Ephesians. Let's just pray together. Our Father, we do thank you again for your word, and we thank you that by the power of your Holy Spirit, you help us to understand these things, that we can take them to our heart, and we can accept them, and we can, we, we can be confident in them. As Luke, when he wrote to Theophilus, that we might be confident in the truth that we hold the truth of the gospel. And our Father, we thank you for the one who makes that possible, the one who gave his life that we might live. Our Father, we just bring before you this morning each other. And as we do, we think particularly of this holiday time when certain outdoor activities would normally take place. We pray for all the different types of youth camps that will be going on for the Boys Brigade, the Girls Brigade. We think of Merseyside Christian Assemblies and their camps and these are not able to go ahead. And we pray especially this morning for Beach Mission. And we thank you that through these times of COVID, the relationship between the local authorities and the various churches who are involved has been good. We pray that that might continue as we can look forward to next summer. Father, we pray for some of the efforts of Beach Mission. They have 
a reunion coming up, but that will have to be conducted online. We pray for wisdom for that. And our Father, we pray for the fact that they are putting together a, a virtual holiday special that will be able to go onto YouTube and out onto Facebook. And that is in production now. We ask for wisdom for those who are producing this and that it will have great effect. And we pray especially for the children who have been contacted by Beach Mission. And we thank you for the Holiday Bible Club. And we pray that that might continue even through these difficult times. Our Father, we again thank you for this short time that we can have together. And we seek your blessing upon us as we come in his precious name. Amen. Amen. Right, well, just uh, <coughs> excuse me, one more verse or to finish with, this is from 1 Peter chapter 3, and it, this is what it says. And this is words of encouragement for us this morning. But in your hearts, revere Christ as Lord. Always be prepared to give an answer to everyone who asks you to give reason for the hope that you have. But do this with gentleness and respect. So I think we can all say amen to that, and I will be back again uh, early this evening and we have our bible study which continues in genesis chapter 49 going through from verse 19 and through to verse 28 so until then i'll i'll see you and have a great day and take care stay safe and god bless bye now